Previously on Roleplay Radio. So, Mr. Greek, have you had a mascot yet? Inkling, Fractal, anything like that yet? Uh, I have this, and he'll get out the uh, small bottle of ink. You're digging through your bag, and the bottle of ink is there, but it's empty. You have neglected this bottle of ink. You have not bonded with it the way the professors uh, have told you to. So, uh, it's empty. Mm. Uh, where did... What? How long has that been empty? That evening. You're all at the clock tower. Shelly looks depressed because he can't find Kat. Continue. Yeah, yeah, that's still ongoing. Shelly? Yes, Cos? Are you okay? I can't find Wallow, Kitty. Oh, right, another name. (laughs) What do you mean? Uh, The Iron Nurse Guild is uh, actually doing very, very well. We've saved up quite a bit of coin, and you don't have to go to that fancy-schmancy school anymore next year, darling. I mean, you didn't want to go there anyway, did you? I mean, you knew this was temporary, no? Oh, I, I, I don't know, I, could, I, I kind of enjoyed being there. If I can be honest, I, I've been enjoying not having to be Adrian at the school. Oh. Okay. Is there something wrong with that? I am from a wonderful place called Redfell. Do you know of it? The humans there, they mark us. Supposedly, anyways, they have a registry. As every single symbol they've carved into our hands. I'm not ashamed of what I am. I just wish others weren't ashamed on my behalf. So, intro to the elemental arts. Technically, on the roster, it was Professor Zaphi. But let me tell you, Professor Zaphi is one of those professors that gets really involved in the extracurriculars. This class, the entire year, was taught by interns, which, which happened to me several times. The four interns that taught it, there was a, an orcus named Rutha, who had a fire elemental with her, a triton named Lucas, who had a water elemental, a dwarf named Nori, who had an earth elemental, and uh, an owlin named Wanda, who had an air elemental. And you spent a lot of the time studying the elements, learning about what, what each element represents, and they even mentioned, your elemental can take several forms, but it will always default to whatever element is closest to you and who you are as a person. And they're very much representative of their own elements. Like Rutha the Orcus is very hot-headed, she has a temper. The dwarf with the earth elemental named Nori, he's like very centered, very stoic, down to earth if you will. Hey. Yeah. I don't get it. The Triton with the water elemental is like very flexible both physically and with regards to schedule. And, and morally. And morally flexible. <laughs> also Triton. Yeah. 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 The the Owlin lady is like very airheaded, very spacey. So today, there are several materials at the front of the class. People are asked to come in in 30 minute increments because it's a long class, but it's also a large class. So you guys go in, they give you the whole spiel. This may take several days, so don't be ashamed if you can't summon immediately. Remember, the caster does not choose the element. The element chooses the caster. And today, you are going to try to summon one. An elemental of your own. I think this would be an arcana <coughs> check. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Griff. Yeah? Which one are you hoping to get? 
I, I mean, I've been... I, the fire's been my thing. That's I, that's fair. I feel like... Go with what you know. It's a five and a four, it's a nine. I got a ten total. Oh boy. There you see uh, charcoal residue, herbs, you see all sorts of kind of powders that you don't necessarily, or you would know what it is if you remembered your homework and assignments and all that. I think today you don't have as much luck. You do get a tiny little <laughs> from this little bowl that, that you're concocting and it's putting together. Creepy. What element do you see first? For both of you, it's a, it's always been fire. Yeah. And so, I think with such a low roll, there's absolutely no insight. I think it just kind of defaults to what what he always sees, and it's kind of like a potentially a confirmation bias. Like, oh, yep, spark, oh, fire. Yep. yep. Fire makes a lot of sense. I 100 percent think yeah. that a spark appears, and it's almost like you're holding a bowl with like a giant candle wick, and then that fire slowly takes shape into a hand and you think it's gonna grow and then it just kind of dies down. And Rutha is a, it's most intrigued because she has a fire elemental. Don't give up, you'll get there. Uh, any tips? Well, do you know how to cast any fire or spells? Yeah. Maybe try casting one next time you try to summon it. But you're out of time today, unfortunately. You'll have to try again tomorrow or next week. Can I, can I take the bowl with me? Hmm. Please? Griffin, if you're gonna try to convince me to do something, at least buy me a drink first. Jeez! <laughs> I can't let you take that. That's for all students to use. Once you learn how to cast it, then it'll stay with you and you can just summon it. Just come back next week. Griff's tail pulls a mistake and it goes around his foot. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty hot. So, cough. Yes. What, it, what would yours look like? Uh, I think Koss doesn't know what there's, what which element they actually connect with. Especially because they don't actually know any elemental magic. They've been kind of like struggling through this class in sense. So as they like gather the bowl with some charcoal, um, like a little bit of water, there's always air in the bowl, mm -hmm. and all of the different elements together, they just like focus on it and they're concentrating really hard and a little bit of like dirt starts moving up into a hand and they just kind of like see that and they're like oh oh yeah I mean I guess yeah that makes sense and then the dirt kind of crumbles just as soon as it piled up this time it's uh it's Nori who comes up to us like oh lad it's all right you'll do better next week yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe it'll be a different one next time or something. What's wrong with Earth? Nothing. There's nothing to, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing wrong with Earth. It's just, you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's just like when I'm given a set of a limited number of options and told to choose, I'm usually like, uh, no thanks. I, I can see that. I can see why that would be hard to, to, to do. Remember. Your elemental is uh, just as complex and versatile as you can be. Like a rock. Precisely. <laughs> but, you know, except it can change to fire, air, water. Right, yes. Don't be ashamed of picking a default. Yeah, it's just, uh, this is not the default I think I would have wanted. 
Oh, lad, come on. Let me buy you a drink after work, would you say? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want. All right, it'll help you feel better, and you can bond with my elemental. How about that? You can see what it feels like to have an earth elemental. Sure, sounds good. All right. So, you're going on a date. Is this a date? This no, is a date. First you're going to turn into a dwarf. You guys are Meanwhile, in Q-Land, you get there a little early and you hear Lorene's voice inside of the classroom already. But you don't understand. You don't understand that I've been talking to Miss Arneza. There's no such thing as an Ulrich for the last time. Now you can accept that and sit down or you can leave my classroom. What's it going to be? And then Lorene just storms out, crying past you guys. Oh, should, should we? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, they're gonna follow Lorene. Yeah. Oh, hey, what, what? Oh, we uh, heard just a little bit of that. Everything all right? Oh, just, just uh, sorry guys. I just, I, I was talking to dad last weekend and a lot of high emotions. Uh, That's understandable. But if I can ask, why bring up the Auric with Dean Cayenne? Come here, come here, come here. <laughs> and she brings you over to a stairwell. <laughs> I know you all don't think very well of my father, but he does, he does love his family, and he loves me and Timothy and, and Louis, and he told us that one of them is going to do something in the school. I don't know what. One of the Auric? Yeah. Is I, he telling you to get out? Yeah, He's, he wouldn't tell me anything. He just said, don't be near Central Campus on, on a certain weekend that's coming up. I, I'm just, I'm trying to warn the Dean. I, I, I'm scared of Dapplewing because, she, she, well, I don't think she believes either. And... Dapplewing would be a good person to tell in this case. Better than it seems Dean Cayenne, given what we just heard. I just, I thought I could trust Dean Cayenne because she's Quandrix and, well, She's just an unbeliever like the rest. You could always tell Dean Imbram as well. I mean, he certainly believes in the Auric. That's true. Eileen Green, you, you understand. But, but you're right. Maybe I should just, just suck it up. Um, by the way, I feel like I owe it to you both and your friends. Um, on this weekend, and she writes down the date, Father told me not to go outside, so maybe you should all do the same and stay in your tower. Just for safety's sake, I think someone's going to be out and about. Sure. Thanks for the warning. Yeah, of course. Um, hey, listen, Gary. I, I, I realize that you've been spending a lot of time with Aurora, but I just want to say it's really nice to have a friend who'd lend me an ear, even if it's from afar, and she, like, holds up the sending stone. Oh! Oh! I, it really, I, know, I, I know, I know, a lot of this stuff is too uncomfortable for you to respond. I get it. But at least you're listening, right? Um, you you can't detect magic on that any time lately. No, I just trusted you. <laughs> I trusted your word. It, it's it's a temporary sending stone. Um, they don't usually last more than a few days. So I've been talking to myself for the past seven days. Was it helping? Personally, I find it very therapeutic. 
she throws the sending stone at your chest. Ow! <laughs> and she storms away, you know how. class gathers and Dean Cayenne starts with a, a little lecture, similar idea to the elemental class. There are ingredients in the front of the classroom, same ingredients actually. It's uh, a charcoal residue, it's like a bunch of different powders and herbs. And Dean Cayenne says, We've spent the school year discussing and practicing computational magic. You have created sculptures, living equations. Now you're ready for the last step. You were asked to write a report on a specific animal of your choosing, live or extinct. You were asked not only to study their behaviors, but physiologies as well. I hope you've perfected this report, for it will be your main source of aid for this week's assignment. The creation of your fractal. Of course, it can sh change shape based on the parameters you give it, but this animal will be its default form. Now, everyone, take your ground charcoal, your powdered essence, your herbs, and get to work! <laughs> Gary. Alright. So, Arcana check. 23. Damn! Ooh. This makes a lot of sense. I think, hell, with that role, I think you're one of the first ones to manage this in the class. Because this one's a smaller classroom, it is just the one group of students doing all this at the same time. Some of them are really struggling. Uh, others like are still like in the measuring phase of their assignment. You, within the first 15 minutes, you got all the ingredients measured and into the bowl and you're mixing. You want to explain what, uh, what happens? Sure. I think that as he mixes all of this stuff in the bowl, the physical gel that he's essentially making starts to become less and less of a physical thing and more of like an abstract concept. So instead of it being like actual gel there, there's less physical matter and more just the concept of bent light. The matter part dissipates more and more and like the light part becomes stronger until eventually it turns into this bowl that he's like whisking and it's just a mouse running around away from the whisk <laughs> until it eventually probably runs out of yeah. the bowl. I was gonna say, I think it would like, it might jump out, the bowl kind of flips over or something and it takes a moment to just like, does the little mouse thing where it scratches his ear, <laughs> sniffs the air, jumps out at you and like starts to climb up your apron, but like oh. kindly, not mm -hmm. in like an aggressive way. And then you just hear out of nowhere, oh goodness gracious, <gasps> Gary Greg, that is wonderful. Wow, within the first 20 minutes of class. Um, that is quite a small one, but hey, better than nothing. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it can change size. It can absolutely change to... size. This is the first time I've ever seen it start off tiny, but I love it. It's ingenious and practical. Thank you. Gary does not know how to receive praise. <laughs> you get a lot of students being like, oh, can I touch it? Sure. <laughs> Your mouse is aggressive. Oh, um, I don't think I control that part. <laughs> Wonderful job, Gary. Uh, why don't you help the other students as you have time to spare? Uh, okay. Mistake's uh, literally right next to you because she's your lab partner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Arcana. Mm-hmm. 
And the creature I am going for is called a Springmain Servant. This is an actual Magic the Gathering card for Strixhaven. They're gorgeous. just really cool, and it looks like the Keelan that I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. so. so 18. All right. As Gary finishes his experiment, Mistake is just finishing up with the, the measuring part, and it's like doing the mixing. Would you care to describe what this looks like? Hmm. Mistake is not paying a whole lot of attention, is probably a bit sleep deprived mm -hmm. because you know, trying to do all the things and trying to investigate people. As she's doing this, almost like autopilot, because it's just, yeah, I measure this, mix it in, whatever, stir it, it's fine. Uh, she's thinking about other things. And the way her mind is just uh, traveling, she's remembering like the books that she was reading, studying probably for Professor Lang's class, reading about the Spring Main Servant, mm -hmm. and sort of thinking about studying that, and that she would love to see one of these creatures because they sound really cool and really pretty with like all the butterflies and the flowers on them and they're these really nice gentle magical creatures and then as she's thinking about that mixing all of this they're like some kind of fractal butterflies that start to appear and little fractal petals and things like that and these like long hooved legs kind of just step out of this bowl. It's probably a small one <laughs> overall because Mistake is small. <laughs> Climbs out of this bowl, steps off the table onto the ground. The full form starts to appear and the butterflies that had wandered off like rejoin and kind of sit along like it's fluff. Hmm. Fractal fluff. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is one of the most beautiful mascots I've ever seen. No offense, Gary, yours was quick, but, oh my goodness. Wonderful job, Mistake, A plus for you. That's new. I mean, thank you. Everyone, round of applause for Gary Craig and Mistake. He's being one of the two first ones to complete this assignment. So we find ourselves at the Bozen Tavern tonight. Gary is working, but you are working at the front today. The kitchen is uh, low demand right now, and really it's drinks that people need. Um, so is he working as a bartender? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And mistake, you have some homework. You have been, in Archaeomancy mistake, you have been reading and doing lots of just very boring book work, although for you... I mean, that's kind of Mistake's jam. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But you were told that this coming week was the big week in which you would try to summon a spirit mentor statue. And the first thing you were told to do leading up to this week was to collect objects that channel the energy of whatever person you're trying to invoke. You could also go random. And then whoever pops in, pops in during this ritual. But if you really want to channel a specific person, you're supposed to gather little oddities and, and things that uh, that person might have been into that you read about. Mm. So you can go ahead and think on that. Mistake and Griff can be seen in the backdrop. Our wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Miss A probably doesn't give a fuck. Come on, one probably more time. Has like one more time. Five different books open. And is annoyed that I haven't been able she's to sleep. stuck on this little tiny table instead of in the scriptorium where they have those giant book carousels because she's trying to figure out who to summon for this spirit thing. And Griff just wants to fucking arm wrestle. Just like, why? Why? Because then I can sleep. What does what does arm wrestling have to do with sleeping? Everything. I don't understand. That's Have okay. Just... just put it up. <laughs> Your elbows on my books. Best place to be. No, it's not. We could be done by you're now. Going to break the spine. <laughs> real quick. Yeah, do do it real quick. Roll, roll. Uh, let me study after. Yeah. I picture a mistake with, with like her eyes on the book and just like yeah. an arm over here on the side. <laughs> I will get out of your fur or whatever you have. <laughs> skin, skin, like. <laughs> Who are you? My name's Nori. I'm here to see Cos Silver Throat. It is skin for the record. You know who I am. <laughs> hey, Rick. That's a 14. I think that's an 8. <laughs> I think yes! it's not a 14. <laughs> All right. I'll leave you be. Thanks. And he has an extra spring in his step as he's just leaving, leaving her alone. <laughs> What is Koss doing? Uh, so Koss is taking a bit longer to get ready than usual because they have decided to go fully as Adrian for this because they have decided that this is the person who needs this conversation most or the person of themselves that needs this conversation most. But as a result, they've had to take a long time to put the braids back in their beard. <laughs> because while you can imitate a beard, you cannot imitate it braided. Deepens the appreciation. Yeah, Nori's just asking around like, if anybody's saying it, can I say it? Uh, look for the pointy hat, probably not a Ganassi. Pointy hat is currently sitting at the bar working on braids. <laughs> He's not that confused. He 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 finds you. Thanks, thanks, ma'am. Call Silver Throat. Hello, Nori. Hey. Still getting used to the different appearances and all that. People get used to it after a little bit. You just have to look for the hat. Mm. I like this one. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. I suppose. Bartender, where are you going? I I've used the restroom. I made me some ale. Well, do you want restroom ale? No, I'll, I can wait, I can wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, thanks for inviting me out. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, you looked like you needed a drink, lad. I suppose so. I, I guess I'm just kind of confused about the thing that happened in class with, with the Earth Elemental. Oh, oh, don't worry about that. That happened to me too. Yeah, I know. It's just like I was kind of hoping for something else. Like what? I don't know, anything else. I'm sorry, uh, I don't mean offense. Like, I don't have any issue with Earth. It's just that, uh, I have a question real quick. Wh where are you from, originally? You're asking where I was born? No, I mean more like, where, where, where do you live outside? Of, where do you go back home to? Oh, I just live in a small town called Vermeilen. It's been suffering a bit lately, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Home was back in the mines over in Orithia, but... You know, I'm not really necessarily welcome back there anymore. And what happened? Oh, just didn't see eye to eye with some people at home, you know. Mm. Things got a bit out of hand when I said I wanted to go to magic school and perhaps stay and teach and perhaps see the world. They wanted me to stay there for the rest of my life, could you believe it? 
Yes, yes, absolutely, I could. Oh. Um, Tell me more. So, I actually come from Ravnica, but where in Ravnica... Gorgeous Ra place. Yeah, it's a great place, but uh, in Ravnica, I live as this person. And cast like, motions up and down to themselves and says, Adrian Silvertrove of the Silvertrove uh, Mining Clan. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, I guess, familiar with what Dwarven culture can be like. My parents, um, they're both changelings also, but they kind of want to go as under the radar as they can, so they want me to take over as the sales liaison for the Silver Trove clan within Ravnica. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds like it was a bit uncomfortable. You don't look like a sales liaison, I mean... No, it, it doesn't really match with, I guess, how I see myself, but... And how do you see yourself? I don't know. Ultimately, I know not really this, but at the same time, I guess it would be wrong to say that I'm not Adrian. Hmm. I'm just not just Adrian. Does that make sense to you? I guess that's why I was kind of disappointed at seeing Earth, because Earth is, well, it's, it's the element of, of this person but I was hoping to be something different. Well, that's, uh, that's a lot. Oh look, bartender's back. Let's get two ales here. Make uh, make theirs a uh, double. Do, do you want a double? I'll take a double. All right. I have a dwarf in stomach right now. <laughs> Doesn't work like that, for the record. <clears throat> well, uh, I know I may not be that much older than you, and I, I'm, I'm not really a sage of any kind. But if I can offer some words that were given to me not too long ago. Have, have you ever, have you ever observed an Arcadian ant colony? No. Is that something I should have done? No, no, no. But apparently Arcadian ant colonies, uh, you know, there are scouting ants, there are soldier ants, there are mining ants. And then there are some ants that are born special. Uh, sprout wings, fly, see the world. Some never come back to the colony. It's an anomaly, probably caused by some kind of magic in the earth. But sometimes you were meant to leave the nest. Sometimes, you know, you, you don't belong in the colony and that's okay. Sometimes these ants, they come back and the colony accepts them with open arms. Sometimes, if you can believe it, other tiny, uh, like aphids, other tiny insects might join the colony and the colony accepts them with open arms even though they're very different. I, uh, I wish our dwarvish people would learn a thing or two about that. As far as I can tell, they're not all like that. It's just that that's what the general trend is. I haven't actually been back to any of the, like, the proper mines or mountains. Um, I've always just spent most of my life in Ravnica. We, we try to stay away from the actual colonies because well, we don't want to be found out as, well, aphids, as you said. Yeah. People are imperfect. Groups of people are very flawed. And, you know, why try to belong to one group of people when you can just, you know, be a part of something bigger? I don't know. I'm still figuring out myself. So... When did you leave your colony? The day I got my acceptance letter, and 
had applied to Strixhaven without my family knowing. So two years ago? Yeah. Well, well, what's that been like for you since? Lonely. Where do you stay? Well, I have to go anywhere. I go to Vermeerland, earn my keep, day to day. One could call me a grifter. Grifter? <laughs> right. Move around, that's all I do. You mean drifter? Is that what it is? Grifter is somebody who like scams people out of their money. Oh, I'm not a grifter. <laughs> One okay. could call me a drifter. Sorry. No, just, I just wanted to clarify. Common is my second language. <laughs> I understand, I understand. It's my uh, third? Third. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you have to learn a lot of languages when you when you can do this, and Akash will pop into a couple other things, then pop back into Adrian and realize that there's is unbraided again. <laughs> oh, look at that! Look at that! Here, I got you. And he starts braiding. <laughs> Do you mind? No, go ahead. It's so oh. much easier with a second pair of hats. It's been so long. <laughs> Bartrandrista, another round. I don't. Okay. I'm not even done with my first one, but. Since Shelly is sober, Shelly was gonna. They're packing up a bag, aka their shell. They're like putting some things in. Doors open. Yeah. Cost like knocks on the door just to be polite. Shelly, I need your help with something. Are you going somewhere? Yeah, you wanna come? Where? I mean, sure. Where are you going? Bufilda's been gone for like forever, and I'm I miss Bufilda. Who, who's Bufilda? You don't remember Bufilda? The. The cat. The cat, yeah. Okay, great. I'm um, gonna go find her. Yes, I wanted to ask your advice for something, so maybe you could help me while we're looking. Sure. Uh, and that is, first off, I need something to drink that will get me fucked up. <laughs> Second off, I need to know how it is that you get up on stage and you don't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> so stressed out. Shelly's gonna pull a fuck ton of liquor out of their shell. Oh boy. Great. That's one thing down. Let's walk and talk. Okay. Shelly's gonna start all going down the stairs. Akash takes a, a swig of this thing and just like coughs <laughs> profusely because <laughs> this is way, way stronger than anything that they're used to. Ro both of you roll a con saving throw. Okay. What? <laughs> one for withdrawal, one for, for alcoholism. Uh, 14. What does that say? It's a four. It's a four. Oh my god. <laughs> your withdrawal symptoms are. They're Bad. kicking your ass. Yeah. Remember, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. be Cause... fatal, so maybe we go to the nurse. Yeah. Cause is, is handling themselves well. Uh, but you get drinking young because they yeah. used to be a dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. It's definitely strong, but it's nothing you can't handle. Is the idea here that Shelly is going to bring Cos along to go look for the, the house cat? Yep. Yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Hey little kitty, you're so very pretty. Hey little kitty, come here. Shelly and Cos are worried you're lost, so hey kitty, give us an ear. You're somewhere out in the night. You're so sweet, we've got treats and we will treat you right. So. Hey kitty kitty, out in the city Hey kitty, hiding alone Hey kitty, will ya kitty? Bufilda, hey kitty kitty, come home So Shelly, Shelly looks at you after you do this Speaking of which, 18 to performance Nice! There's definitely a like some students that are that are hanging out just outside and drinking or socializing and they like take notice of these two No cat comes to you 
but a student does come up to you. Picture like the little little short freshman like. We're also freshmen. <laughs> I know, I know, but like a, a tiny little freshman. Micro freshman. Like, a little gnome freshman like kid runs up to you. Halfling, absolutely. Hi, hey guys. First of all, great song. Big fan of you. Uh, I think I saw some tracks out by the Strixhaven Stadium, uh, but they were black. black. But but feline like. So either somebody uh, rolled around in the mud after wild shaping, or it's a cat. Okay, I mean, I guess that's as good a lead as any. Or someone shrunk Griffin Burning Hammer. Please tell me someone shrunk Griffin Burning Hammer. <laughs> no, I don't think that's happened yet. Okay. I'm starting a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point through that out there. It sounded like you were doing a thing. That's all. Thank you. What's your name? Heron. <laughs> My name's Perrin. <laughs> Perrin Featherby, nice to meet you. The third, Perrin Featherby. On the way, we have things to talk about. Yes. Okay, yeah, please do. So we took care of the alcohol. Yes. Costs. Ah, yes, and I'm feeling a lot looser already. I yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm sorry, is this, is this hard for you? Shelly just looks at the ground and says, not you drinking, just me not drinking. Shelly, I think it's a very brave thing that you're doing. I didn't do this by choice. Yes, you did. You, just because somebody says it's a dare doesn't mean that you have to do it. What are you talking about? You can choose not to do you, it. You're the second person who said this to me. I think it was Aurora herself who said it the first time. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> the fact that you choose to think that way is really brave, Shelly. Oh. And I'm gonna give Shelly inspiration for the next time that they need a constitution check. <laughs> Which will be soon. Uh -huh. But yes, what is the what was the other two things you needed? I need to know how it is that you got up on stage and roasted an entire banquet full of people without caring. And was there a third thing or am I hallucinating? I think that was it. The third thing might have been finding Bufilda. Oh, that was my thing. Well, so you see, Koss. It's a little hard for me to think of it right now without my special juju. I mean, do you want some? No, 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 no. You I, sure? I can't. It's forbidden. I'm gonna say you have like one more day to go. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the way that I think of it is one time I was sitting in class next to somebody named Koss. And they and I told them I was about to go up on stage and roast the fuck out of them. And they said you got this. Yes, I And I felt this. inspired. Hmm. And so every time I now need to go roast someone, I just think about this one person named Koss. All right, Gary. You had an appointment scheduled with a dean. Mm, yep. You show up to Silverquill campus. The dean's door, despite the fact that he says his door is always open, it is closed. Okay, he'll knock on the door. An inkling oozes out of the keyhole, and a head morphs, and the inkling takes the shape of your face. Sucks back in, into the keyhole. And then you just hear the dean, oh, Garrett Gray, come in. That's his caller ID. <laughs> I could have just announced myself when I knocked. Oh, but that's not nearly as fun. Come, sit. So, do you already have a little heart to heart? <laughs> um, kind of. I mean, 
I'm I'm sure that you are aware that I'm failing your class. All right, then you're here to kiss my ass. Go on, I'm ready. Uh, I wouldn't put it exactly like that. Um, I was hoping that maybe there would be the option for me to take an incomplete and do some kind of related summer work. What? The inkling rubs around his shoulder like a scarf and mimics his own face. So there's two Dean Ambrosius looking at you, one in ink form. You want to quit Silver Quill? Well, I, I was never really trying to be a Silver Quill. Um, you know, the, the title of the class beginners Incomancy, I kind of thought that it might be more about the magical properties of ink than kind of creating something like that. It is about the magical properties of ink, but that's in 201. 101, you just get the foundations and you get to bond with your inkling. Have you done that? No. So in the first class, you gave us the bottles with the inkling in. You just said, keep it with you. So I kept it in my bag. In your bag? Well, it was with me. Oh boy. This wasn't the clearest of assignments. Very well, very well. Look, I, Dean Shale should have covered that portion. Okay. I don't, right. The other students seemed to do fine. I might just be unlikable. Mm. <laughs> Not according to how many NPCs have crushes on Gary. Right? <laughs> what do you have in mind to make up for your very, very poor grade in my class? Um, some work on developing magical ink. Go on, there's several ways you can do that. So I guess the the main properties that I've found that, you know, could be useful, particularly with ink, are kind of, you know, having it be visible only to certain people, Aha. or... <laughs> See, this is why Silver Quill is for you. You could learn so much more with just those basic foundational skills. Silver Quill is definitely not for me. Captain Dapplewing said as much. Ah. Fine. I could give you a C minus. If you write that report and have it on my desk by the end of the school year, perhaps. Well, I I could do that. I don't mind taking the C minus. Uh, but if there is the option to take an incomplete and do a larger project over the summer so that my overall grade isn't as bad. That would also be great. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'll tell you what. I'll allow it. Since you're one of these F-Squad people. On one condition. What's the condition? He stares at you. Very dramatically. Opens a drawer without looking. Reaches inside. Pulls out a ledger. Could I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> Um, sure? I was, uh, near the Bozen Tavern, caught the spectacle from a window, in fact- Aren't you a Dean? Well, yeah. Really? Dean's drink! No, no, that's not what I meant, it's just that I feel like I should not be very impressive to you. I'm just saying, you could be very impressive in the long run, and signature when one is very young could be worth a lot of money when one becomes a big somebody. I'm sure. Just so Gary signs the paper uh, as he's saying, so what do I do about my inkling? a boy, just hand it back and I will... Uh... The, the inkling? Yes, the bottle of ink. I don't have it. What boy? Well, it, it got out. 
I saw what you said about me in the paper. That was you? Yes. It was uh, probably due to negligence. But also, your class was very unclear. That's a very rare thing for an inkling. You must be very unlikable. It's okay. Sometimes you're just an unlikable person. You might find that you will have trouble finding a date for at least well into your 30s. I, I have a girlfriend. Shut the fuck. How much did you pay her? I this didn't. Is weird. Okay, actually, I do make her a lot of food, but I think that she might have agreed to might be my girlfriend even without a lot of food. Right. And this this, this girlfriend lives in Stanida, I, I assume. No, she lives in Crop Tower. It's Dean Valentin's niece. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm baffled. <clears throat> Right? Okay. Alright, so thanks for the autograph. Um, this has been a time. Feel free to choose a topic and, uh, you know, work it in over the summer and I will give you that incomplete. That's fine. Okay, should I keep going to lectures or...? At this point, I don't care. Okay, I'll take the free period then and, uh... And you see that his inkling turns into Aurora. Stop that, that's awkward. Stop it! <laughs> So you guys make it to the Strixhaven Stadium as you're having this conversation, mm -hmm. the tail end of it. Would you like to do another roll to try to do something here for finding the cat? I'll try a perception check. Okay. 22. Okay, what you notice, Goss, is that um, there are a couple of uh, maintenance people at the Strixhaven Stadium that are, they're currently mowing the, the field, but uh, there's a couple that are also just like dusting the bleachers as well and rumbling to themselves, and then you just hear one of them like, Oi, Stuart, we got some more cat hair over here. God damn it, not again. And just the cutest exchange. The reason why you don't spot any clues is because they're actively cleaning it up. Hey, if you get the hair, could you find the cat? I... It's more of a backup, and Shelly's gonna pop up with a whole, like, wad of cat hair. <laughs> and say, because I got all this and stuff, but, like, what if she smells different, you know? Okay, um, how about this? Give me more of that liquor. Yeah, I gave you two quarts. I need more, please. Shelly's gonna pull out a third quart. Uh, Koss will chug this as fast as they can. Oh, boy. And then they will be like, Hey everybody, uh, I'm here to be the entertainment for tonight. Roll a constitution uh, saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, ten? That's average. For three quarts? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everything's great except you start slurring your words a bit. Uh, go go get the get the get the cat get the hair get the cat okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> have, have fun have fun. Shelly's gonna pop out fully wearing the the mask of the unseen. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is this a treat from Fane? Did he did he hire a serenader for us? Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Man. Sit down, Joe. Hey, Stu, sit down. Let's. And Cos just launches into something. <laughs> okay. Is it the cat? I would like to establish real quick that there are a sufficient number of redeemers that this would usually trigger just cause a stage fright. Yeah. So this is them basically being like, ah. Uh, You're gonna shit. throw up. Yes. You're gonna throw yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Go as far as possible. So yeah, Shelly has has dis has become a cat at this point and disappeared. Amazing. Yeah. Koss is entertaining the janitors yeah. and Shelly becomes a cat and runs off to seek out that scent. 
You start hearing the sounds of purrs. You are led underneath the bleachers, away from prying eyes, and you follow the purrs, you follow the purrs. They should be here by now, but you don't, you don't see a cat yet until you feel a drip on your forehead and it's black. Shall I look up as a cat and look up and sort You hear the purrs, but they are hidden by a blob of black. For a moment you see the faint fur and you see the face of your house cat. She's huddled like in a ball, but she's upside down. It's almost like gravity's acting backwards. As this cat looks down at you and goes, Meow. the blob of black encircles around the cat's face. What did the cat say? Shelly Shell? Galinda? Shelly Shell, is that you? And then the cat drops. The black stuff is like acting like a slime, slowly, gently lowering her down. And she lands on her feet next to you or in front of you. And she starts sniffing you. Well, not sure I like this, Shelly Shell. Well, Glenda, why'd you run away? Oh, let's just say I found bigger and better things. Um. The black blob starts to come down. Oh, is, is there a creature in, in there? <laughs> the creature chose me. Which what creature Shell. is that? The black blob starts to. She's gonna start backing up. The okay. black blob. What's wrong? I just, just, just a little cautious. I don't know who they well, are. You're not gonna run away on me too, right? No, 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 no. She starts like getting closer and closer yeah, as the ink starts encircling around her, uh, basically acting as a shell of its own, not swallowing her whole completely, but it's basically covering her entire body minus her face. Shelly's gonna cast um, shape water or whatever that spell is called. <gasps> to try and just put it all into a box. Shelly, what are you doing? And Shelly just like repetitively is casting it. Shelly, stop. Shelly, stop. I'm just shoveling it all away from Uncle Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to describe this. They are both shrieking, Inkling and Cat, as like they're trying to grasp each other to prevent from being separated. She's like, Shelly! It's mine, it chose me, it chose me! That, that, that old bastard didn't want to bond with it, it bonded with me, it's mine, it's mine! This is Gary's inkling? Yes, this is Gary's inkling! <laughs> I Shelly thought it was, it was Eldridge Bob this whole time! <laughs> I had a thought, but he wasn't calling it Eldridge Bob, and I felt like he would. Yeah. Uh, and then at a certain point, I, I, had, I had an inkling. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Shelly's gonna say, Glinda, what is this? I thought it was Eldridge Bob. What's his name? He doesn't have one. What's your name, He's like me. What's your name, sweetie? It's just making noises, like... <laughs> You're cute. Okay, okay. Kaz, you would have heard all the shrieking at this point. Just just come with me. Come come with me, Glinda. We're gonna bring your friend back to... Back to... Why, why do you have to be here? I miss you. I never felt so alive. Okay. Well, why don't you be alive but in the castle? With the power, shall we? Glinda! Glinda! She just puts a paw on your stump. But now I would like you to roll your con check for me. 
<laughs> okay, it's a four. It's a fourteen plus uh, uh, plus four. You fight back the queasiness this time, and you do not. And you're fighting it. back alcohol withdrawals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and you emerge and see Koss and the janitors. Hello, Shelly! Kabachi you did it! Yes, I found Galinda! As other new name! It, what are you talking about? That's not Shelly! Shelly's a Leonin! Yeah, yeah, and I'm a human. Gosh, popped into human form. <laughs> Whoa! That's awesome! <laughs> pops into a Leonin form. Whoa! And they all lose it. Gosh, <laughs> gosh, you really did it! You, you, you. That's a lot of people! Yeah, it is. I will regret this in the morning. Why will you like, regret it? I don't know. It just is a feeling that I'm having right now. Is it because you drank a lot? Yeah. Okay. Cos, <laughs> okay. hop on my shell. We're going to bring you home. Okay. So, Shelly's going to pick up Galinda with one arm, have Cos in the back with the other, going to have the inkling in a little one foot cubic square. Cos, um, as Shelly is bringing them back, is just going to whisper in Shelly's ear, Thank you for letting me make a bad decision. You did great. You, you really distracted them. I found Galinda. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, Do you mean you're glad? Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Galindad. Sorry, that makes no sense, Cos. I like it anyway. Mistake. You have Professor Khan's Archaeomancy class. Now, of course, good old Professor Khan is uh, currently unavailable, hiding in, a, in a, a rival book with his old buddy, old pal. I bet they're having a grand old time. But that's beside the point. One Professor Palfrey Ghostforge, Dwarvish, has taken over. And he shows up and takes the entire class on a field trip. Is this still within Lordhold campus, but it almost feels like it shouldn't be. It's on the outskirts. It's a lot more kind of like, like wild plains, more deserty, a lot of digging sites, some cave networks that you can see in the distance. They have dressed up the place for this class. And what they've done is they have uh, set up a bunch of little ritual circles, is what I would call them, lined with pale stone. Selenite. Luminescent, not entirely see-through, but it's just, it's pale stone, and they've set it up all the way in a circle. And you've been told that whatever items you've collected will have to go at the center of this circle. Professor Hofrey Ghostforge gives a spiel at the beginning of class. Today's a big day for all of you, especially if you're Lorehold enthusiasts like I am. Like I was at your age. Oh, I remember the first time I spoke to my spirit guide. Had a few over the years. By the way, you can all play students in this class if you want. Like as background characters. The thing about spirit guides is sometimes once they fulfill their unfinished business, uh, you you can't always bring them back anymore. You have to be okay with that. Does that make sense? Once you die, if you have unfinished business, your spirit lingers. That's how it works. We all perish at one point or another, and it is those with unfinished business who die tragic deaths that are easiest to channel, that are easiest to bring forth from that limbo they find themselves in. And then uh, he looks through his... According to Professor Khan's notes, you uh, see you've been studying significant uh, historical figures for the past few months. Now it's time to try and summon them. <laughs> Big exciting moment for you all. Uh, don't be sorry if it doesn't work immediately. Things take time. Everyone, please take a bowl. 
Fill it up with water, put it at the center, I'll explain why. And people start lining up to take their bowls. And as they're doing so, they, they fill it up with water, they have a whole like tank. When you do this uh, summoning ritual, some other spirits might try to get in, sneak in through the back door if you will. Very dangerous. This water is supposed to bring all that negative energy in there. After that, don't drink that water, throw it out. Place your items at the center of the circles and recite the ritual. And people start getting into formation. How's, uh, how's Mistake feeling? Uh, not great. No? Very nervous. The fractal mascot, she was just sort of, you know, fine with. There was no, like, weird feelings associated with it because it wasn't, like, an entity with a personality. It was just a fractal thing. A creature is fine. She, she has lots of confused feelings about this. Is very nervous and not sure what to do. <laughs> well, the ritual part is easy because you have the text in front of you in your preferred language. It is just a matter of what happens once you finish it that uh, is the nerve-wracking part. Yeah. Don't be disappointed if you know the wrong person happens to show up. It happens sometimes. The great Eva Shortgoria, for instance, was heavily into fashion and perfumery, but so were many other people. <laughs> so if you put a perfume and a gown down, who knows who might seep in? Or perhaps you want to summon Emil Zapadla, the great Pinzari rebel who fought the military troops uh, with more primitive weapons. You know what to put down in the circle, but many people fought with him too. Point I'm trying- yes? I'm going to be summoning Asa Marvin Gay. Oh my god. The oh. great musician. Oh boy. You know, he had several uh, wives and husbands and a lot of drama in his life. You sure you want a toxic mentor? Yeah, because I really like his music. Ooh. Professor? Yes? What, hap what happens if you drink the water? You ever heard of possession? Exorcism? Yeah. Sometimes it's necessary. Follow-up question? Yeah? What happens if you do, in fact, drink the water? I just answered it. Can I go to the nurse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Professor, no, does it count if he hasn't summoned you, anything You haven't yet? summoned anything. You're fine now. Just don't drink it after the ritual. Did everybody hear that? Don't drink it after the ritual! <laughs> all around the circles you see all sorts of um, trinkets. You see gowns, perfumes, horse skulls, war hammers, weapons, brimmed hats, all sorts of clothing that like these people in history were known to wear. I want to know what Mistake brought. So, my thinking is, Mistake has a lot of issues with her parents, like wanting parental figures in her life, emotionally at least, and they are really material <laughs> parental figures, where they're like, here's the food and clothing you need to survive, please don't talk to us. <laughs> talk to us? It's like... Don't make uh, us be parents. Yeah, basically, please don't make us be, be parents. <laughs> They, they are more like the older sibling who got stuck babysitting when they really didn't want to. So she really missed out on having like a parental mentor figure. One thing that I want for her to work on over the next few years is rebuilding a lot of historical tiefling information because the humans destroyed a lot of it to hide the fact that humans caused the first tieflings. 
Ooh. I like the idea of it being like some, she's trying to contact a direct ancestor of hers. That's cool. And how she's doing that, because she doesn't really know. All she has about that information is there's this very old book that the healers, uh, tiefling healers had in Redfell that where they tried to track that information. So they had been tracking it for generations in this book. But of course she doesn't have that book. She just has a few notes that she managed to copy down about it. She does have this very old short bow and short sword mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that were hidden in her parents' house that have been there for a very long time and she doesn't know where they came from. Probably the, the sword because the bow broke and she had Gary mend it and I think she's worried that would somehow break the contact or something. Mm. So she's using the sword that she didn't get mended. And also because she's bloodline of despair, using a couple things that relate to that. Because if that's her bloodline, then it must have been her ancestor's bloodline. Mm -hmm. It's seeing what happens, and she is terrified. Okay. <laughs> because this is not like an actual historical figure she's read about. She sat there reading about so many people and was like, this is boring, yep. I don't care. Um, and very obviously written by a human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> okay, so you set your items down and you start reciting the ritual. I don't know if you would mutter or say it very loudly, I assume, given the stick's personality. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. Yep. I mean, you can already hear the students also doing it. They have their own little summoning circles up near you, so you can also hear them muttering in other languages. Mistake's 100% doing this in Inferno. Yeah, yeah. The air gets, despite the fact that you're out in what's basically a desert, the air gets cold. And... Professor Ghostforge starts to walk around with incense and what is called Palo Santo, uh, which is just a type of wood that he burns and he is using the fumes and he's explaining what he's doing in the, in the process, like, it cleanses the air. Spirits are more likely to show up when the air around them is cleansed. And as you're reciting the ritual, you start to hear another voice reciting the ritual with you. Not a student. You realize very quickly this voice is in your head, nearing the end of the ritual. And when you get to the last word, feel free to jump in here and describe what, uh, what you think this might look like. But I'm picturing a mistake sitting there, you know, cross-legged, and then like a gust of wind blowing her hair forward and her robes forward, swirling into the circle. Along with this air, there's some black smoke that is sucked into the bowl of water immediately, leaving just the, the pure air. And then the earth beneath the summoning circle starts to rise take shape you know pile itself on a bunch of other rocks nearby start kind of rolling in and starting to join exactly. you hear like all the the click clacking of everything uh rolling over each other and then eventually it starts taking shape into a humanoid form a torso arms a head and then of course additional 
dirt for the horns <laughs> start to rise up and form at the head. A lot of students try very hard to not be distracted by you, but it's, it's fascinating. You're, you're one of the first ones to do this. And then you just, for a moment, it looks like there's just a statue not moving right in front of you. And it doesn't move. Are you just a statue or are you a spirit in the <gasps> Okay. <laughs> the eyes glow as if radiant light was, was coming from within the earth itself. Not just the eyes, but the mouth too, when it opens its mouth. Sister, patience. That Is... makes some sense. Maybe. She starts looking at her hands. What happened to me? Um, so, uh, at one point, I don't know how long ago, and I don't know how, but you, you died. I don't know how long it's been, but now you're a statue. <laughs> you hear? Wow, that is. You drag me back. Everything you ever knew is bad. So rip this. off the bandaid. Okay. Mistake <laughs> um, doesn't know how to do this. Sure. This, sure. this was not covered in class. <laughs> um, they talked about how to summon, not how to become friends. Of course. Or he is an existential crisis. Mm -hmm. The Dwarvish professor um, kind of sneaks up on you, but keeps like at least three feet of distance from the circle and just watches. Um, all right. So I realized that was probably very uh, jarring. I'm living up to my name, is what I'm doing right now. Um, I went into my home, which I built with my own hands. And I was called in for dinner. We sat down. We prayed to dispatch her. That's weird. <laughs> and then warmth. Lots of warmth. The bad kind of warmth, I'm guessing. Probably not just like a really good soup. <laughs> Did patients die too? I don't no, but I mean, no, let me rephrase. Probably because it's been a very long time. I just don't know if it was of, you know, old age or the, the warmth. <laughs> um, you'll hear behind your ear, what historical figure is this child? Um, I, uh, you know, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know your name. I know your sister's name, so that's a start. My name is Phoenix. I think that's actually 
father back the my notes go? What notes? Um, right. So, let me explain a little bit more. My name's Mistake. You said that? I'm a student at a school, and I am from Redfell. Do you know Redfell? That is where I lived. Oh! And presumably died. Yes, probably. Um, the good news is, um, did you, did you have any children? Probably? Yes. Great. Some, somewhere along the line of those children and their children and so on came me. I don't know how many generations there. So that's why I look like Patience. And as she's looking around, you notice that a lot of your classmates <gasps> have also successfully summoned their spirit statues. <laughs> a lot of which are important fucking people <laughs> that you have studied. And Phoenix just looks at them and squints. It's like, oh, Emil Zapatla, military hero, total racist. <laughs> And just like starts criticizing other people that she might recognize. <laughs> Mistake is loving this. <laughs> Eva Shortgoria, supposedly fashionista, cannot dress for shit. What the heck? I got. You're on TV Wonder instead of Professor Marvin Gaye? <laughs> oh, terrible musician. Oh, I have. All sorts of questions. Um, to start with, As swords? do I. Well, alright. Um, you know what? Why don't we trade questions? Okay. This is probably really weird. It is. Um. How long do I have? Mistake looks over at the professor. <laughs> you have. As long as you want. Should they wish to rest or you wish to dismiss them, you can do that or summon them back again another day. Oh, oh. Great, um, the answer. I'm sorry, what? You have, um, forever. As long as you want. That's one way to live. Okay, question for question, go. Um, uh, question, swords? I summoned you with a sword and she kind of picks it up. Is this... <sighs> she holds out her hand. See? Hands it over. Is this statue person size or is it like a It's tiny a little statue? bigger, I think. Oh, bigger than person size. Uh, well, all so of the, the, all the pictures, pictures of these are like they're fucking they're massive. They're big, yeah, okay. yeah. So, but they're, I don't picture them like massive, massive, like maybe Goliath size, I would say. Yeah. You know, just a fucking Goliath. <laughs> Mistake is five foot two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you see Phoenix twirl this, like, sword around, like, throw it up in the air, catch it with another hand. You can tell, she's skilled with this thing. Needs sharpening! What? <laughs> it was shoved in the hollow of a wall for I don't know how many years. Hands it back to you. Ah. How many generations? I don't know. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Starts going through the entire family tree. <laughs> I, I like the idea of, of Mystique explaining that, and then... I brought my, my dead dog's paw and I saw him bring him back. <laughs> <laughs>
Professor, I want to try again. I want to try to get sent Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I don't know if Professor Khan gave you the, uh, the rundown, but essentially you are now stuck with the spirit mentor until you finish their unfinished business, and then they can dismiss them and summon a new one. Uh, Professor, my, my, my dog did his business, but it was also his business. Okay, okay. And now it has passed on. Do I have to pick it up or will it go away? Did your dog's unfinished his business just that he had to take a dump? <laughs> I was trying not to be so uncouth. <laughs> Mistake. Wonderful job. Oh, I'm oh. quite proud of you, even though this is a very not common thing to, to do. To summon a, a nobody. No offense. No offense. That's, that's rather rude, considering I owe this person my entire existence. Yeah, also, that guy just summoned a dog. Bloody hell, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. That's also very uncommon. Let, let's... Phoenix just has to be uh, the party grandmother, I think. The party uh, badass grandmother. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the two of you. Arrive at class. There are the four interns once again, each with their own elemental, each elemental being of a different kind. And you're used to this. This is week two of trying this out. You, you failed the previous week. It did not work out. This week, you're certain it's the week. Griff, you mix your powders together. You follow directions to a T. This is more of a lab experiment than a ritual. He's uh, remembering the limited time that he has spent in the kitchen watching Gary, like, do the measuring, how, you know, Gary will take a little thing and scrape off the top mm -hmm. of the measuring, whatever, and just whoop! Yeah. Like, it's very obvious that he's being overly cautious. Yeah. And... What does this look like? His elemental? Yeah. What pops out of that bowl? Well, since the moment that Griff met this little creature, he really liked him. And so out popped a little fire lalo. It doesn't look exactly like lalo, like a twin, but it's like, okay. It's a fire monkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funky. A flaming monkey of sorts pops out of your bowl, testing his surroundings, testing you, as he's putting a paw on yeah. your arm. Yeah, all about it. And then it just guy. climbs up yes. onto your shoulder. It might yes. feel a little warm, but it's not. It's not. It's enjoyable. Burn you, yeah, yeah. And I burned this hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Rutha, the Orcus, immediately like goes up to you, like, oh, that is one beautiful little guy. Oh, come here, come here. The little. I'll, I'll come up with his name, but he he leans away from Rutha. Oh, what's wrong? And then her elemental is also a fire elemental, but it's more of like a hawk. It's some kind of bird of prey. Oh, it's okay. They can get along, right? They can cuddle. That that is that is a big leap from getting along to cuddle. Elementals are known to cuddle. We will we will see. He doesn't know how to how to react to to the just straight coming ons of <laughs> Everybody a round of applause for Mr. Griffin. Mr. Griffin, yes. Koss. Okay. I think Nori's very attentive to mm -hmm. your table. So Koss um, comes in and has been staring at this bowl for a little bit. Um, just kind of 
overthinking still about what they would like this elemental to be, but after a little while of staring at it and kind of getting two in their head, they shake it off a bit and look up at Nori, catch their eye contact, and then take a deep breath, stare down at the bowl. And uh, once again, I think the first thing that comes up is um, the earth, this like dirt and the stones. Uh, but this time, instead of looking, I guess, puzzled at it, because it just looks kind of zen, as if, like, accepting, yes, this is where my starting point is. And then the, um, stones that are coming up start, like, slowly disintegrating, almost, into this, like, red powder, and then start mixing in with the water. And then a spark jumps off of the fire and starts like singeing the powder as well and that all of this starts swirling around into kind of like vortex of this like colored liquid that it's slowly burning off until it all falls right back down into the bowl as a pile of iridescent goo <laughs> which cost stares at for just a few seconds before two eyes pop out of the goo. Lubber! Oh, lad, that, that is one very colorful one. I, yeah, I, I suppose so. What is it? This might be an experiment gone wrong. Can I? Koss reaches a handout to the pile, and I think the pile is kind of like comes up like flubber and then like swirls around their uh, fingers and then like kind of like wraps around their arm uh and then comes into the shape of basically it looks like an inkling but it's made out of um this like kind of like naturally formed paint yes i think it's not in any particular form because it keeps on swapping what it actually looks like depending on the moment like it started out as a blob now it's kind of like walking around on two legs as if it were like a humanoid on Kasu's palm <laughs> and then it like squishes back down into a flubber ball and bounces back up as like a little tiny mouse <laughs> much like Koss not exactly nailed down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is the most fascinating elemental I've ever seen lad I'm not even sure if it's an elemental at this point, but... Neither I do I, it. but I love it! Everyone, give us a round of applause for Koss Overflow! Sorry, that was a bigger applause than you got, Mr. Burning Hammer, sir. Oh shit, that's Griffin! <laughs> that's okay, Pascal. He didn't mean it. He, it's okay. I love you. Girl. That's right. That's right, you that's how I picture a monkey, a fire monkey sounding like. Yes? Just a sidebar to say, I really appreciate how many Flubber references seem to make yeah. their way into this campaign. Now I just think everybody was Nori will lean into Koss and say, oh, I'm serious, lad. Most unique elemental I've ever seen. Surely you're going Prismari, right? You know, if I could choose two, Prismari would be my second. Oh, I understand. Cool. I, look, I do appreciate um, our discussion. I just kind of, I, I, w I wish that we didn't have to choose one way or the other, I guess. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. Neither do I. I mean, nor I. 
Not I. Hey, it's my name. Yeah. I'll be at the Bozen Tavern from time to time. Perhaps we can share another drink, maybe another beer braiding session. <laughs> I, you know, I physically cannot keep up with you. I can look like a dwarf, I cannot drink like a dwarf. I'll tone it down for you. And hey, good luck with that play, I hear you've been working hard. Yeah! Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio. You start hearing a bit of an argument at the door. All of you can hear this. Sorry, you know, rules are rules. I can't let you in here. I just need to speak to you. He's right there. He's right. I can see him. Got it, Grig? <laughs> Gavinish spreads his wings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Can't, can't help you here. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm regretting. Gary will go, go up to Javanesh and just be like, you know what? It's, what? it's what? fine. Hey, no, I can kick his ass if you he, want me to. He gets along with all of my friends. He just doesn't like me. You might as well let him in. All right, you lay one finger on this kid. You're gonna have to answer to me, all right? Big boy. And <laughs> Rampart just says nothing, just groans and knocks in. Awkward. Yeah. And waves the mistake and Griff. Mistake grabs books from that side of the table and just pulls them closer so he has somewhere to put a glass. I won't be here long. Garrett Grieg. Sorry, Garrett, Garrett Grieg. Uh, My name's not a secret. <laughs> No, but uh, shut up. Okay. Uh, Garrett Creek, how would you like five silver? For what? I need your help. I need your. Uh, when you did your thing where you deceived me and you were Garth, do you still have one of those potions 